Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 109 on a rainy, misty Saturday. St. Thomas football against Concordia today. On our sister station, 104.1 Jack FM right now. Pre-game underway with Dave Lee and Eric Nelson. Once again, the Tommies on Jack today at 104.1 FM. Pleased to be joined in studio, Doug Swinhart. Uh, Doug, we were supposed to visit a week ago, but we had a schedule change, so here you are today. Tech Talk underway, and let's tell folks, uh, if you're having computer problems, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. 9226 here on CCO. Doug, good to see you, and I'm sure people are around their computers on a day like today. Oh, absolutely, and thank you so much for having me in, Steve. We'll bounce around the sports like we always do. You know how that works. That's, that, that's exactly we right. We can do it. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Tech Talk typically Saturday is at 1, sports schedules, of course, uh, change those plans, which is uh, certainly all good. Um, Doug, l- let's get started with something that we talk about a lot. We, we can't stress it enough. Today, on kind of a rainy, misty day, you're probably not going to spend a lot of time outside with the wind blowing the way it is today. Get something done. Do yourself a favor. Come up with a plan to back up your data, important files, photos, etc. Get it done. Do it today. Absolutely amazes me after all the time that we've spent talking about this, all the while people have had computers, we still get people who get so confident with their system that they don't do this, and someday it bites them. A nice young girl brought me in a Mac that she bought new. She started to save her money at 14. She had she saved after two years at 16. She thought she'd have enough money once she got her birthday money to buy this prized MacBook Pro that she wanted, 2012. And she was $72 short, and her father gave her the rest. That computer carried her all the way through high school. It carried her all the way through college. And here she is starting her new job as a teacher. What a, what a wonderful young woman. And it dies. And all of her data is gone. That is a very rare event, especially on an Apple. And I said, well, you certainly got backups. To- nope, never did. Never did. I, it ran and ran. I never felt the need. Well, particularly with Mac, where, where they have like iCloud and things like that. Well, and she didn't set that up because that was not a big thing back then. Right. So she had a computer that, but run and run and run and update, I believe, six or seven different operating systems. And one day it was history. Uh, and there was no getting it back. I think what might have happened is some of the people she was working with. In an attempt to repair it, I think they formatted her drive. I oh. think. Because that's the first time I've ever seen Mac lose data. That's It's a first. Uh, but 
goes to show you, you just can't be safe enough. And this is a great way to start the program because there are so many options out there. You can pay to have it backed up. Mosey Carbonite, there's a lot of them out there. Do a little bit of research. Uh, poke around on the Internet. There are a lot of good companies that will automatically come in, back these files up. It's very safe. Um, external hard drives, they're so cheap now. Storage Dime a dozen. dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah. And they're good quality. You know, if you get yourself a one terabyte or a two terabyte Seagate drive, I like Seagate, of course, um, it, that's going to last you probably the rest of your life if you're conservative and taking data and not doing complete full operating system backups, which makes no sense to me. They take too long, hard to find the data, and hard to put it back together. But you mentioned the pay services. This is a highly competitive business, and the cost of this is just unbelievably low. At I think last time I looked at Carbonate, it was like $5 a month. I Come on now. Yeah, if your data isn't worth $60 a year, well, then I guess it probably isn't worth it. Yeah, and hardware right now is coming down in cost, particularly if you use something uh, like a Chromebook, and we've talked about that in the program. Good news in a Chromebook, you have to have a Gmail account, and a Gmail account has so many free services and so many great ways to back up files up in the clouds. Um, another strategy, and, and people can do this today. If you have a, one or two email accounts, particularly I have an old Yahoo account, I have a Gmail account that well, is already eight years old. I opened that bad boy in 2011. But I will say this. If you have something that you absolutely positively need to keep, a photo, a document, something along those lines. One thing you can do today is email it to yourself. You know, this is a, a tremendous strategy. You probably have both your email accounts open, no matter where you are, probably in a browser if you're working properly, and it's already there. It, it's an important document. It's an important picture. It's an important graphic. It's an important email, whatever it is. Sure. And it's it can't take more than 10 seconds to perform that function, if that. And once you got used to it and it would just become an automatic action, I can't imagine it taking more than two or three seconds while you're talking to somebody on the phone. It, that is a tremendous strategy for a file-by-file, make-sure-I-got-it-in-the-future type of, type of event. Uh, and backups. It, once you take a backup and you get your copies, it is really, really nice. You'll be surprised that sometimes you'll look at your computer and go, I thought I had that file, and it's not there. Maybe you by accident deleted it, and maybe a family member deleted it. But you go up to your backup. I would go up to Google Drive, check to see if that file. Oh, look, there it is. And I would download it again to make sure I got a working copy and a backup copy. And on that particular file, I probably would even email that file to myself via a second email account. It's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant day-by-day strategy. Because guys like Doug can fix and replace hardware. You can always go out and buy new hardware, but data. And, and today is a good day to organize the sock drawer and yeah. back up your data. There you go. <laughs> Might as well kill two birds with one stone, right? 
Uh, 651-989-9226. Tag Talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email a little bit later on in the program. Don't forget, if you're looking for Tommy Football, they're on the radio at 104.1 Jack FM. St. Thomas and Concordia underway. Dave Lee, Eric Nelson at 104.1 Jack FM. Let's go to the phones right now. Let's bring in Keith in Plymouth. Keith, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, yesterday, I received uh, a um, email supposedly from Google that said, "Confirm your recovery email." And I don't know if that's a if it's a, if it's a scam or if it's legitimately from Google. Well, here's the thing: when we set up a Google account, Google always will ask for a primary email, and most people have set one up. If that email has gone by the wayside. They will request that you get another one. I'm thinking that's probably legitimate. They're not asking you for any. Now, with that said, if you have a question about it, you can just hover your mouse pointer over the top of that link, and down towards the bottom of the of the window, it will actually come up and show you where it's directed to. It better be going to google.com or don't hit it. You can always log into your Gmail account and go to your settings and check to see if your primary email account has been no longer there or if you need to establish another one. This usually happens, by the way. Let's suppose that you had Quest for an Internet service provider and you used your Q.com account as your primary. Then, years later, you change and you go to Comcast. And you now you've got a Comcast.net account. And the Q.com account just kind of drifts off into never-never in the past land, and now when Google checks it, it doesn't exist. That would cause that message. I think that's probably legitimate, but it's a good call. When in doubt, don't. I like that. Thank you very much. I hope this helps. All right, one more call, then a break. Here's the phone number if you want to call the program or send us a text. And that's good for all our shows here on CCO. From Dave Lee in the Morning News, uh, Corey Hapala, Chad Hartman, Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, Henry Lake, 651-989-9226. Let's bring in Wendy. Wendy, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi, Wendy. What's up? Um, well, I have a couple of questions. The first one is I've been trying to get a hold of you, and I I must have the wrong number because I've called like four times and I can't Oh, it's you. been a crazy couple of weeks, and I try to answer every call, and I try to get back to everybody that calls. You probably have the right number. And I'll, we'll okay. give that towards the end of the show. But what's your question? Uh, my question is, I have a game on um, on my computer. And since I have been trying to get into that game, it always um, trips over to Yahoo. And I'm trying to get Yahoo to get off my computer. Uh, you'll have to give me a call a little bit later. In fact, um, uh, when I get off the phone here, I'll let you get back to the controller, and he'll grab your number. Yeah, Devin will come on the line and get your phone number. Yeah, and I'll give you a call. This is uh, I think I know what you're dealing with, and we can take care of this remotely early next week, but I'll get your number if you've been having trouble getting a hold of me. And I apologize. We do the very best we can, and thank you for the call. Yeah, and that that, that can be a little strange, especially with these games and what some of these games link to. And if you got kids or grandchildren playing around on your computer, be aware of the games and some of these sites. You can get a lot of junk on your computer. Absolutely. That, and in addition to that, there's being... 
there's major changes happening at Yahoo right now. There, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out. I think at this point, it appears they're going to make it. So, and we hope they do. I think Yahoo is very valuable. I'd like to have them around for many, many years to come. It's, um, it's, it's a tough business. This, this IT business today. I, I have had a Yahoo account for a long, long time. Yeah. All right, we'll throw that number out again. If you want to call or text, Tech Talk with Doug underway, computers, hardware, software, whatever, 651-989-9226, here on CCO. It is 124 Tech Talk underway. If you're looking for St. Thomas football, it is up the dial at 104.1 Jack FM today. All right, Doug, let's get back to the phones uh, right away here on the show. Uh, Let's bring in uh, Sandra and Fridley. Sandra, you're on the air. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi. I would like to get in line to talk to Doug Swinhart. All right, hold on. I think we're mixed up here. Uh, Sandra and Fridley, you're on. Hello. Hi. Um, I have an Azusa's computer that um, does that I think thought wasn't keeping a charge, and so I ordered a new battery and um, um, had the old battery switched out and the new battery put in, and the still the same thing mm. still happened. So um, I had taken it to Best Buy, and they told me that um, it was something with the motherboard. And so the only way I can operate this laptop is if I um, keep it plugged in. Um, uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you're talking about an Asus, A-S-U-S. Yes. Yeah, and if it's it, – these actually have a small little converter that is inserted right it's, – it, it's, it's installed right below your display – um, give me a call and and later on this week or or send me an email and just put a Seuss in the subject matter so I'll know it's you so you don't get lost in the in the pile of mail I get. I will and send me the model number and the serial number and that way I'll be able to contact you. I I don't think it's motherboard. That's yeah. not very likely. I think it's a I think it's about a twelve dollar part. Um, and it will probably cost you more to have it put in. Um, if I do it, it'll run you $50 to put in. But these Asus computers are nice machines. Nice machines. Well worth that kind of investment. Um, Doug, I, I want to jump in here. And I think when you start talking about something won't charge, I, I think it's easiest to start from the outlet where you plug this charger in. Absolutely. And then you start with kind of that charging device or power supply, if you will, and kind of work back to the computer. Um, It's pretty rare, wouldn't you say in your experience, that there's something actually in the machine that won't allow it to charge? It is. Uh, And this little converter is the only thing that I found that really prevents that, but allows the computer to run perfect when it's plugged in. And the fact that she bought a new battery and put it in there and there's no change. But I do agree with the statement you made, where do you have it plugged in? People don't realize this, but laptops, notebooks, netbooks, plug that right straight into an AC adapter. Do not plug it into a surge protector. They need every ounce of juice they can get. But that would not prevent her battery from charging when it's off. And I think that she's got this little converter issue. And depending yeah. on make and model, might be a really inexpensive thing to to, to repair. I um 
I think that's well well worth checking that out. But people, yeah, this uh, computers and laptops, we're no longer struggling with surging. We're struggling with brownouts and low power. So, yeah, you have a problem, first thing you do, take the surge protector out of the mix, plug it straight into the wall. A better idea is to have an un- un- uninterruptible power supply, and that way you know you got as clean of electricity feeding in to your computer as possible. Nice call. Thank you so much. Yeah, and we have talked about that on the program, and we should talk about it for a moment here on Tech Talk today. If you have an expensive television or if you have a desktop or if you have your laptop in a spot, spend a few extra bucks. I I, I know it's easy for me to say to spend the money, but, but these uninterruptible power supplies – are worth their weight in gold. Well, you can't say it enough. Uh, this, uh, I actually prefer the APC. They're made, manufactured here in the United States, right in Rhode Island. Excellent, excellent equipment. And it will pay for itself again and again and again. A computer that might normally last three years because of these surging and brownouts, you plug it into that UPS, it's probably going to run for 20, 25 years easy. And yeah, I just love, and the, this equipment has come down in price to the point to where you can get a top, top shelf uh, APC battery backup unit for under $200. And, oh. if you, and you could actually go less than that depending on your power drain. I always suggest to people they plug their printers into the outlet, leave it outside, and just have this strictly for your monitor and your computer and possibly your internet connection if it's close to, to where you're at. And for gamers, if you have a PS4, oh, you have a- an Xbox, I mean, that type of equipment, it is worth the extra bucks. They're available all over town. You, oh, you can bet. get them online, etc. But uh, it is well worth the money for this sensitive equipment. You know, that brings up another point I, I should mention today. For the first time in, in computer history, buying parts, Amazon is actually beating other people, even my local loved micro center on certain parts and you order it. And the next day it's there just goop proof. For, I don't know. How does it happen? I don't know. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing that's happening. Quick break. We'll have the weather in a moment and then more here on tech talk. Here's the phone number six, five, one, nine, eight, nine, nine, two, two, six. You can call or text six, five, one, Nine eight nine nine two two six. Tag Talk continues in a moment. It is one thirty five here on a Saturday. St. Thomas football up the dial at one hundred four point one. Jack FM Concordia at St. Thomas today. They are scoreless late first quarter on a foggy, rainy, windy day at O'Shaughnessy Stadium. Dave and Eric with the call once again at 104.1 Jack FM. Tech Talk with Doug. Uh, sports schedules permitting Saturdays between 1 and 2. Here on CCO, we have a ton of calls lined up. Let's go to the phone lines. Without further ado, let's bring in Dave and White Bear Lake. Dave, you're on the air. Hi, Doug. Hi, Dave. What's up? I've got a little bit older Mac. Uh, it's 2009. It's been a great machine. Never had any problems with it. Um, it's running El Capitan right now for the second go on it. Uh, my problem is I'm running a Chrome browser on it, and I've got this smart search hijacker that's gotten into that thing, and I cannot get rid of it. you gotta, you got to completely delete Chrome. Okay. Uh, and, um, and, and, if, and if necessary, if you can't get rid of it, give me a call. We'll open up a terminal window, and we'll actually do it from a root level. Once that's out, 
you will download and install Chromium. It's the Linux version of Chrome. And it will work the same. Your icon will be blue instead of the colored ball. And you'll be up and rolling. This is a nasty, nasty little hack that you're dealing with. This attaches itself to core files in a browser. Right now, the security teams at Google and Mozilla are working hand-in-hand to figure out a way not only just to stop it, but they need to find out where it's coming from. This is very sophisticated. I'm, uh, I'm surprised that, um, that you got as far as you have and you're still running. Thank God you're running El Capitan. Good job. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. All right. Multiple browsers, Mac, Windows, whatever. Uh, you can't say it enough. You bet. Um, you get Safari with a Mac, uh, Firefox, uh, Mozilla Firefox. You, you've got Chrome. But there are other browsers out there that probably would work great in a Mac environment. Oh, goodness, yes. Uh, the Brave browser installs and just flies. B-R-A-V-E. Uh, correct. And then, of course, we got a new person on the block, well, relatively new, called Vivaldi. V-A-L-V-A-D-I. And the gentleman who started this company was the original author of the Opera Browser. And I don't know what goes on in business. I can't tell you much about politics. But he left, and a good portion of the team went with him. They moved to Italy, and they started a new browser. And I, lo- I still like Opera. Don't get me wrong. But Vivaldi, it's a nice piece of work. It's really, really nice to look at. It's versatile, add themes, it's fast, it's secure. I would, in a Mac, I would absolutely highly recommend Chrome and or Chromium. Might as well have them both. They're free. And, of course, Mozilla. And might as well get Opera and or Vivaldi as well. There's lots of browsers out there. But do some research and find the one that, is really being top-rated, and that it's going to change by the day. This business changes in light years. It's amazing. But our consistent browsers have always been and will remain. Mozilla Firefox, Google Chrome, Chromium, Brave, and, of course, Safari. Safari is a great browser. I can't take anything away from Safari. It gives you lots of things inside of a Mac that you can't have any other way. It's um, and, and I... I think a lot of people just make the default browser and forget about Safari, and you, you shouldn't do that. Make sure it's up to date and open that up from time to time as well. Great call. Uh, another call here. Let's go to Steve in Roseville. Steve, you're on the air. Hi there. Hi, Steve. What's up? Uh, thanks for taking the call. Sure. I use Gmail and have for about 10 years, and it's running out of memory for me you know the 15 gigabytes of storage that yeah I you're you, that's that's actually quite a bit of storage but there's two possibilities here yeah. the, the 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 proper protocol would be for you to to buy extra storage and it's dirt cheap i can't remember what it is but the last time i checked couple I, of bucks a yeah, month i think yeah i think you get i think for like ten dollars a year eleven dollars a year i think you get a full terabyte i think uh, or you can do what some people do and start another Gmail account, get another 15 gigs. But I find that by doing that, you're separating your data. And let's face it, we've had Google and taken advantage of their good nature for a long, long time. I don't mind giving them some dollars. Yeah, I, I, I uh, pay a little bit more. I have Google One. I just popped into it. Uh, 9%, 9.62 gigabytes 
of 100 gigabytes. That's what I get. I get 100 gigabytes of storage, and I and I think it's a buck or two a month. Yeah, I mean it's 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 dirt cheap. I have I have the prices right here. It's a dollar ninety nine for 100 gigabytes and uh, nine ninety nine for a terabyte. Is that a year? Yes, it's a year. Yeah, yeah. See, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I can't go out and buy a hard drive for that. And hard drives are dirt cheap. I I can't go upstairs and get Fritos and a Pepsi for two bucks. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I think uh, once we get into the ball game, I might get uh, a Fritos and a Pepsi. Yeah. I got to correct oh. myself. That that was a nine ninety nine a month. Oh yeah, for a terabyte. Yeah, for a terabyte. Yeah, yes. and that's why I thought it was Still a couple cheap. of bucks a month. Still cheap. 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 Yeah, but, you know, 100 gigabytes of storage is still a ridiculous amount of storage. Well, he's got 15 right now, so 100 puts him right over the edge. He can yeah. do what he's – he can duplicate his, his efforts seven times, six. Yeah, it, it, it's an amazing deal. Thanks, Devin, for jumping in. Uh, let's go to Andover. Uh, termite and Andover, you're on the air. Hello. Hey. I've got. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I've got a couple of Linux version questions. I'll try it. I've, I haven't used Linux in like 15 years. I've got a notebook that I have set up as a dual boot, Windows 7, Windows 10, and I've got a third partition set up that I'd like to install Linux on. I also have an old machine I'd like to set up as a uh, uh, Linux media slash data server. And just wondering what your version recommendations would be. I'll hang up and listen. All right. Very good. Thanks. Good call. Uh, you're a big fan. Yeah. And, and for older machines, Linux is a great option. Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, depending upon the age of the where you've got the two and you want a third, um, if it's an older computer, I would be tempted to tell you Linux Lite and get an older version of Linux Lite. Get down about 3234 and let it update itself after you get it installed to 38. The big concern where you have three or more operating systems is how you intend to control the master boot record. Um, Linux actually builds it in to where you can have one or two, but each time you install, the most recent install will want to take a, take control of the GRUB, G-R-U-B. Now, as far as the, the server part, I got to tell you, if you're that advanced in Linux, you should be using Debian. Debian has just released version 10 of their desktop, which you can actually use. It is just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And being away from Linux the time that you have, you probably are aware of this, but just in case you're not, Ubuntu, which is probably the big go-to distribution of Linux today, is built on Debian. Linux Mint is built on Ubuntu, and that's the glory of open source software. It's legal for these people to take somebody else's work and build upon it and create their own, and it really becomes their individual creation as long as they are explicitly open about who did what work when and give credit where credit is due. Other than that, open source software, take it, use it, play with it, do with it what you want. All right. Now, someone has an older machine, an older laptop, an older desktop, so on and so forth. Maybe it's Windows 7. They've had it for a while. For for the novice user, is this doable? Once they have all their data off that computer and safe, is this something that the average Joe or Jane can take on? It Actually, it absolutely is. If they stay focused and take it in steps. There is so much information on the Internet. 
What I find happening to people today, Steve, is they become impatient and they start to look for another track of education, which might be necessary, but probably not. I would go to Google right in the Google page and I would put step-by-step instructions how to create a dual boot with Linux. The first thing you got to do is determine what distribution of Linux you want. And there are hundreds. First go around, I would highly recommend Linux Mint. I would say you're probably going to want to go again with an older version. 19, they just came out with. It's it's a little a little dicey with hardware. And I, I wouldn't want anybody fighting with hardware on their first go. But 18, 17, 16. And you're, if you go at Linux Mint also, they have different desktops within the distributions. Let me recommend for you XFCE. It's the cleanest, fastest development on the net with any distribution. And mo- a lot of distributions have XFCE for a, a menuing system or a GUI. It's a beautiful system. And it's perfect for a transition coming from Windows. And they'll create their own dual boot. It's much simpler than what I think people realize. Yeah. Good. Great way to keep older machines running. Let's go to Jane in Woodbury. Jane, uh, you're on the air. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. I have a Lenovo IdeaPad laptop that we've had for a few years, but the problem I'm having with it is if somebody sends me a new email address, if they've changed their email, if I go into contacts and edit that, it seems to take it. But then when I go to send them a new email and I start typing their name in, it brings up both the old and the new. How do I delete it out of the email contact list? I would have to see what you're using for an email client. Okay. Um, Give me a call next week and we'll pop in together. I, I think that this is really a simple issue. And I think you're actually adding it rather than um, than changing it. And like like my Gmail account, at under my contacts, I can have as many email addresses for a contact as I want, but only one comes up on top and shows as a default. But the rest of them show up also underneath when I type their name in. And that's, that's true about phone numbers and a contact list and so on and so forth. I know how it's organized on an iPhone. You can relatively easily edit those out. If someone has an old email, you can get rid of it or an old phone number. They change jobs, whatever. They change cell phone providers, whatever the circumstances are. And that should be true depending on who, you know, what you use for email. You should be able to go in and clear that out. Absolutely. And, and get rid of the old email address. Ab- absolutely. Uh, other than that, the only other thing that it could be, which is normally the cause when I have a, a question like this, is the people on the other end When they got their new email, they just did an import of all their settings and they didn't change the the reply address on their end. But you're telling me that you actually see it in your in your address book. So, yeah, give me a call. We'll figure that out. It won't take us long. All right. Quick break. Uh, We've got more coming up. Uh, We'll go to Clint in Tracy about uh, replacing a computer. That's always a good topic. And uh, we'll go to the text line as well. The hour's flown by today. Uh, The text line and the phone line, same number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. It's Tag Talk with Doug here on a Saturday at CCO. 
It is Tech Talk here on a Saturday. Doug Swinhart in studio. We've had a ton of calls and a ton of texts. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines real quick. We'll try to squeeze in some texts before the end of the program. Let's bring in Clint. Clint, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, Good afternoon, Doug. Hi. Uh, I have a Dell Inspiration 1 desktop, and uh, I've been told, and it's uh, Windows 7, been told next year I'm going to have to replace my computer. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Uh, this is a, a absolute perfect machine. The big thing that you got to do is you got to sever all ties with Microsoft Update Server, clean it up so it's running like a like a Swiss watch, and this is a perfect machine to create a dual boot and put Linux on one partition and Windows on the other. You actually would end up with two computers in one, and you'd have to think of it that way. Come to a menu, you'd select Windows. But you're going to quickly find, after you play in Linux, Linux requires no antivirus, no malware. And, in fact, I tell people, don't bother. You're going to create more trouble than it's worth. And you should have that. I believe that solid-state circuitry will last forever. I said it. That's what it was designed to do. came from NASA. That's why RCA and Zenith came out with it simultaneously. It's actually public domain. If you're American, you own it, too. Solid-state circuitry, without question, has advanced mankind faster than anything else in our history, I believe. If I'm wrong, somebody send me an email and tell me. I can't think of anything that has increased man's knowledge faster. That computer you have, I believe, should run you forever. It should run and run and run. If you got a computer that does 4 gigs or better in RAM... If you got a decent processor, you're willing to spend 30, 40 bucks on a solid state drive, you got a machine that will boot into Windows 7 in less than 30 seconds. It'll boot into Linux in about 22, 23 seconds. And that computer should be the last computer you need to buy, I think. And I'm and you're not piling up garbage in a dump someplace on the other side of the ocean. Thank you so much for the call. I'd love to do that work for you by the way in the future. And have a good day. All right. We'll have Doug's phone number and email a little bit later on in the program. Uh, From our text line, um, someone asked about bringing up what a UPS is and uh, the brand you recommend. Once again, uninterrupted power supply. It's a battery backup, so if the power goes out or there's some issue with the power, it protects the equipment on the other side of that machine that's plugged into it. So it's an uninterrupted power supply, and you've got a brand favorite. Yeah, it's uh, APCC, um, American Power Conversion Company, and it's also known as APC. They're in Rhode Island, and you can find them everywhere. Yeah, it's all over town, yeah, online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this is this is without question the best thing you could do, not just for your computer, but your expensive TVs as well. If I had the money, I'd have it on anything in my house that's plugged in. I can't quite afford that. I wish I could. But this actually, I think about it like putting clean gas in your car. If you took a, an oscilloscope and you stuck into your 110 outlet and it shows the highs and the lows of your electricity, that oscilloscope would be bouncing up probably 20% up and 20% down in variance. Continuous. If you did that, you plugged in a UPS, an uninterruptible power supply, and then plugged that oscilloscope into one of the outlets on there, you have a 1% to a 2% variance. 
It's clean signal coming through. It, and it's very consistent. Keep in mind, our computers are converting from AC to DC, from alternating current to direct current. And they're taking much, much, much less juice because of that, but they also become more sensitive to static and highs and lows. So this is, without a doubt, the best thing you could do for your digital equipment. Yeah, and when we have storms, etc., power outages, whatever, then it can allow your equipment, if you have it on, for an orderly shutdown, which is also a key. You bet. And you know, that reminds me too. APC, with every purchase that you make at no extra cost, you have an up to a, are you ready for this, Stevie? A quarter of a million dollars of insurance. $250,000 if your house is ever hit by lightning. It will not affect those components plugged in on the other side of the UPS. Could take the UPS, but it will not harm your equipment. And they've had that since day one, and it has not wavered once. So, yeah, that's uh, it, you just can't beat it. You just can't beat it. From our text line, what should I consider when replacing a laptop battery? What, what would you do? Original equipment? I normally will go to eBay, and I know that this is going to sound strange. And be careful when you're buying on eBay. I look on eBay. First of all, I check only check in the United States because I like to get my equipment sometime this decade. In addition to that, if we're doing business with people in our own country, if there happens to happen to where there's a need for laws, it's much easier if it's in our country. Next, I want a preferred seller. I want somebody that is has been around a while and they've got two, three, four, ten, twenty thousand sales, and they got ninety six, ninety seven percent happy people. That's tough to do in this world. I don't care what you're doing. So that that's number one. Then I will sort it by price and look for the shipping plus price and sort in an ascending manner so it shows me the lowest ones first. Batteries. You're going to learn quickly that they're not all created equal. You need to learn about MH ratings. If you have a higher MH rating, you got a longer life battery. You are also carrying more weight. Not all computers are able to have variances, but it's really important. And you're going to find, I've had this experience, Steve, the warehouses that I buy from in New York and California are top shelf especially New Jersey. I'm getting tremendous equipment out of New York. Tremendous equipment. Have for well over two decades. And I hope that helps. All right. Uh, By the way, uh, one other quick one from the text line, then we have to say goodbye. Uh, This is uh, actually really a good one before we say goodbye. I have a desktop computer because when it goes into sleep mode, it freezes up. Um, what do you think about sleep mode? Good thing, bad thing. I hate it. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, it's one thing to have a screensaver. I either have it on or off. I'm not a big fan of sleep mode. No, they, you know this is this is a common issue, and that's because the APC, the actual power management, is not only in the software; it's in the hardware as well. First thing is to coordinate that. Second thing is to realize it really is worthless. If you've got your computer set up, especially a desktop, after seven minutes, your screen goes black. After 14, it shuts off. With When everything is idle in your machine, 
or everything drains and it's taken the fans as the only thing that's sucking power. It, I think it's ridiculous. I don't want to shut off a hard drive inside of a warm machine, first of all. Yeah. I don't want to be hoping that stuff comes back on. Yeah, leave it on or shut them down is what Good I Good text do. to end with. All right, we've got to run. Phone number and email, Doug. How do people reach you? Uh, thank you. Uh, WCCOtech.com. W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H.com. And, of course, 651-552-9543. And thank you so much, Stevie. I'll see you as soon as we can get together. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you down the road. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.